Music here, and if you hear my voice, you know what that means. It's time for all the tea with Verse TV here on YouTube and all those special platforms that we use. We have a special guest in the building today, ladies and gentlemen. We have Swerve Beats in the building. What's up, Swerve? What's happening? What's happening? You already know what it is. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Um, we love our all tea, all the tea interviews, and thank you for just being here and being a part of it. I uh, just want to start out by saying that because, um, you know, you could be doing anything else during this quarantine time, but you decided to make it happen and be here. So we thank you. Thank yes, thank you for being here. So, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, Swerve Beats has a laundry list of industry accomplishments. Also, he has worked with, um, he has put, he has all these different promotions he's putting out there, working with different artists, being an amazing, amazing, dope entrepreneur. On top of that, an artist, developer, and a manager. First and foremost, in one sentence, can you tell us how you do all this? It's tough, to be honest. But it's fun. I, I enjoy doing it. Of course, you need, like, those, of course, you have those crash days, but it's it's fun to be honest. Um, a lot of them reach out to me on, or I reach out to them through uh, social media, whether it be Facebook or Instagram, mostly Instagram. That's mm -hmm. where I find like a lot of the artists. Or, you know, just really playing my beats and pulling up at a gas station and somebody asking, hey, you made that? Well, yeah. Hey, I rap. And we just build a relationship from there, to be honest. Now, listen, the regular old street, street gorilla form, just it, mm -hmm. nothing works better than that. That's what's up. I, yeah. I, that's kind of interesting. I pull up to the gas station, make it happen. Mm -hmm. I think that's so dope. Um, mm -hmm. So for our audience who may not yet know where you're from, tell them where you're from. From South Carolina, a small town called Ladder. Um, you probably have never heard of it, but it's it's not that far from Columbia. Most people have heard of Columbia. Um, it's about an hour and a half away from Columbia. Got you. All right now, Ladder. Yeah. Not latte, but ladder, y'all. So make sure yeah. you, you know you get it right. Ladder. <laughs> all right. And has this influenced you in your work at all, being from Ladder, South Carolina? Hmm. Yes, it actually has. I was in band for since. Well, I, I stopped at eleventh grade, but I got in at like the end of fifth, going into sixth grade, and then I got out around. 11th grade, being in marching band, concert band, mm. it, just, it pretty much had a heavy influence on what I do today. Nice. I playing, you know, FL Studio when I was in middle school. My dad had it, and I was just playing around on that when I would come home from school. And I, it just always, it was something, music I was always, like, I would, it was always be in the back of my head. Like, I would do something, and then somehow it would always be in the back of my head, like, oh, go do this, or, like, some beat or something would be playing in my head. I would nod my head. People actually thought I was slow because I would be, like, you know, just have songs in my head. Like, people would think I was, like, some slow you kid. Music? Like, yeah, man, you don't hear it, but, like, I hear it, but, yeah. But after just people just getting to know me, I'm like, oh, you you do that. Like, yeah. So, gotcha. Yeah. Yes, well, thanks. Shout out to the band. I was... 
<clears throat> in high school, I did orchestra for like two months, and then my violin broke, so I was out of that. But mind you, singing is always what I did, but I tried to do, tried to do different things because I was still singing, but I wasn't in chorus. So then I was like, oh, let me go to the band. Tried the band. I was supposed to be a percussion. I don't know what happened. Didn't do it. Ended up in chorus and, and stayed there. Well, I should have been in the first place. Um, but I definitely understand. Like, definitely growing up with that background definitely inspires you, especially if you're doing music now, which you are. So tell me, how long have you been producing such dope beats that you've been, that you've been putting out this fire? How long have you been doing that? Seriously, I've been doing it for three years, but actually just playing around with it, I guess you could say since middle school. All right. It's always been something there, but I just started taking it seriously about three years ago. Gotcha. So you was always warming up, warming up to, you know, but you started perfecting your craft seriously mm -hmm. three years ago. Oh, and actually spending money on it and taking classes on how to get better. Got it. Yeah. Investing in yourself to be great. Come on now. Yeah. I hope y'all hold that. It's important. If you want to be great at what you're doing, you've got to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. Artists out there who call yourself an artist. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, so do you personally single rap outside of making beats? Mm -mm. I don't. I'll be no, trying. Just like, yeah, if something dope, I'll just kind of, you know, I might hum or something, but nah, I don't really sing. He said, yeah, not my calling. I get it. Nah, it's not. Gotta stay in my lane. Gotta stay in my lane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally understand. I get it. <laughs> so, um, what are, what do you use to produce your records, and, and, and what's the process like when you do this? The doll is called, well, there's a few of them, actually, but I use FL Studio. Um, a lot of people might use like Reason or Pro Tools, but my favorite is actually FL Studio. It's actually super easy. It's not as hard as people think think it is. Mm -hmm. uh, FL Studio probably would be like the easiest one to use. Like if anybody wanted to get into it mm -hmm. and start, you know, just playing around with it, just watch a couple tutorials on on YouTube and just go from there. It's super easy. Come on, let's go. Yeah, you go on FL Studios to make this beat. Come on, y'all hear this? Yeah. Giving us the inside scoop today. Go ahead. It's fun, man. You hear this, Aaron? I hope you get on the two. We're going to have to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a battle against you or something. We're going to practice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do, you also, um, do you also create melodies for vocalists when you do this? Um, being that you, you know, do music and you hear music. I've had a couple reach out to me. Um, oh, I'm glad you reminded me of that. I actually have to send some back to an R&B artist, to be honest. Ooh, that is... Thank you for saying that, because I, <laughs> I totally forgot about her, and she's probably just sitting there waiting. Like, I sent her a few already, but she wanted, like, two more, some slower ones, more R&B-ish, like her vibe, so I, I just got to send those off to her. Mm, okay, see? Come on, Holy Spirit, giving us some of the things we need to do. That's yes. all right. Yes. All right. <laughs> What's the most important key you feel when producing a hit record? Sounding unique. You don't want to sound like anyone else, and you don't want it to be too repetitive. When it's okay. too repetitive, you kind of, I don't know, just give the listener something new to listen to every few bars. Don't make it too repetitive. Mm. And Spice it up a little bit. Yeah, and be different. Come on now, coming from the uh, sort beats over there, use different sounds. I get that? That's a key word. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, so talk, tell me, what makes a good artist to manage and develop? And, uh, yeah, start with that. It's a two-part question. One that isn't super headstrong. One that's actually gonna want to work, put his ideas on the table, and, you know, just flow from there. Because mm. some... Some are like, 
I ran into a couple, like, they're just, they have no clue of, like, the paperwork that goes into it. And they feel like someone's trying to take something from them. But it's like, no, this is pretty much how it goes, bud. Like, because a lot of them have the, the misconception of, like, once they buy the exclusive rights, like, they feel like that, that the track is theirs. Like, it's theirs, but it's like, you don't fully own it. Like, it's ours. Like, it's not just yours, because you're mm. still building upon some work that I did. You know, mm. and I don't know. There's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of difficult to explain, but <laughs> some, some, some are super hair strong. They're not willing, a lot of them, or some I've run into, they're not willing to to actually work, some of them want to get into the studio. And, um, Excuse me. And listen, yeah. that's how you know the difference between an artist and an artist. Because mm-hmm. I tell people all the time when it comes to doing music, like you don't go to the studio. Sometimes you're in a vibe where like you're going to just write. That's a writing mm-hmm. session. You don't go to mm-hmm. a book session in the studio without your music ready to go, without your yeah. lyrics ready to go. I'll be ready because time is money. Mm-hmm. Like you practice at home. You don't go to the studio to practice. Mm-hmm. You practice at home. You go to the studio ready to work. That's Birth how it goes. Is. Yeah, yeah, but I, I get I get what you said about the headstrong artist though. I've run into some people as a person like um earlier, I don't no, I didn't tell you I was talking to somebody earlier, but I don't just do music as far as singing and having my own band. I actually host events. I've been hosting events six and a half years. And I host events with my band. I do open jams and events and I feature artists all the time because it's not about me. That's what you know, I feel like, you know, I'm I'm opening this door for myself and my band, but if I got time, mm-hmm. I give other people a chance. And I still have artists who, you know, who I would book them and they wouldn't even call or show up or text or nothing the day of like it's just things like that. Like wow, like I, I'm going out of <laughs> very inconsiderate. I'm, You're going I'm going out of your way. <laughs> to make, right, I was just going to say out of my way to make this happen so that mm-hmm. you can get a chance to shine and this is what you do but thank God I'm a performer and I have my own band and if you don't mm-hmm. show up I can still make it happen you know, fill in the yeah. time and also my friends that's when I, I really rely on my friends and my network and the people that will come support I'll be like, you know what I know you got a single coming out you want to perform? Come up here and do two songs boom now mm-hmm. somebody else got the time and now it happens so I get what you're saying on that and so who would you say is your target audience for your, for your music? Mostly hip-hop artists like the i don't want to say like some that are too young i'm looking for more fans of kevin gates or artists like kevin gates or you know young blue or yfn lucci because i make mostly melodic kind of beats that have like i don't know some are some are bouncy it just depends on how i'm feeling but lately, it's probably going to be like some trap stuff because I've, gotcha. I've been looking feeling real trappish. Got it. Yeah, I've been a little angry, so I'm about to just go ahead and let all that out through music. <laughs> That's the way to go, especially now. I'm telling people you got to use that creativity. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it. Good on. So, so what inspired you overall to get into the music industry and begin to you know take it seriously three years ago? Watching. Have you guys ever heard of a uh, Kato on the track or? Nard and B? No, not me personally. I'm pretty sure if I like... Do y'all listen, y'all listen Of course y'all listen to hip-hop music, but... Yeah, we might not know those things. Those are key that's things. Me. Um, Nard and B pretty much produced... Well, they're, they're a producer duo, but they listen to... Um, they, they've made plenty of... Zaytoven. No, you guys heard of Zaytoven. I've heard of Zaytoven, yeah. Zaytoven. Okay, so like... Um, he's he's been an inspiration. Kato on the track, um, yeah, and Nard and B. 
for them, well, actually, Narden B, I was making, I was making beats on my phone before I started taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. And B actually um, hit me up and said, you're doing great. Keep up the good work. And I'm like, yo, I made this on my phone. And like, one of my inspirations, guy I've listened to since these started, you know, like, that was, that was pretty inspirational for me, to be honest. And then that actually helped me and started taking this seriously. That's when I started taking it seriously. Like, the day he hit me up and said, you're doing good. Keep going. Makes like, sense. I think I might, I might have stuff there. Makes sense. Come on, that's a good story. And so, how or where can artists get your beats? And, you know, and what can they do with it ultimately? Like, I know we've talked about rights earlier. I don't know if we were actually recording. We probably were just talking. But if someone wanted to, you know, get your beats, where could they get it from? And how could they use it if they got it from you? They could go to beatstars.com slash swervebeats slash tracks. Um, I think I actually have that in the in my bio here. Um, or they could they could reach out to me. Feel free to reach out to me if they want to. Um, but they could they could use it wherever they want. They could post it to like after they take it to their engineer or wherever they're going to record it. They can after they have it registered. That's pretty much the process. A lot of them don't have that that process in order. So like if they buy the beat, they go record it, make sure it's registered, and then they can post it wherever they want for twenty bucks and just use the rest for. Promotion money, ad money. <clears throat> so they can post it and sell it any way they want to? Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Pretty dope. Glad I didn't know that. Um, I think people, that's a great tool for people listening. Um, especially the thing you keep saying about registering. I think that a lot of people don't know the process of registering. You know how to make music, you know what I'm saying? Put it out there and get it out mm-hmm. there. But the, what's the, when you say register, what do you mean? You mean register through like BMI ASCAP or register to, just so people understand what you mean by, when you say register. Or register, register to like tune call or something? ASCAP. Got registered it. to BMI or ASCAP, or if you're not in the U.S., it's CSAC. I think it's CSAC. Yeah, I think it is CSAC. But um, and but if you're in the U.S., it'll pretty much be BMI or ASCAP. Got it. Um, That's what I figured, but I want to make sure people understood that. That's what you mean when you yeah, said registered. Yeah. So tell me, where did the choice of work of where did the choice of Sway Beats come from for your name? What what did you? How did that come about? Funny story. So we were. Uh, uh, me and two co-workers were late for a company dinner. We were like 15 minutes late, and we still had a 20-minute drive. I was the driver, um, and the two passengers had already been drinking. And so the one in the back, you know, you always have one in the back. He want to be the backseat driver. Oh, man, I should have drove. I should have drove. <clears throat> Well, you jumped in my car, buddy. We be driving safe, and he's like, "Man, you could, you could go." The passenger, you know, the one that's on my right side, he's like, "Yeah, you could, you know, you could go a little faster." We just all having a conversation and stuff, and so I didn't want to drive like I usually drive because I had two passengers, I had two other lives in the car, so I was like, "Y'all sure y'all want me to drive?" So they was like, "Yeah, go, bro. We late." So I started <laughs> weaving in and out of traffic like a cosmetologist. Like, I was just weaving, man. And they was like, and the passengers was like, God dang, swerve. And that's pretty much just where it came from. <laughs> swerve beats. Coming yeah. down the street, swerve. Okay, got it. <clears throat> and, sorry. And thank, thank you for that. I love that little, I love that story. And one more quick thing before I keep moving about um, selling other beats and things like that. If someone wants to have any, like, editing done to it or change some things up, is there any way they could, is it, is, how does that work for you? Can they actually make any edits or anything? Or you got to actually buy full-out, like, full-out um, exclusivity to make any edits? No, they can, once they, once they 
Okay, so for the 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 twenty dollar one, the MP3, when they purchase the MP3, they're free to do whatever they want with it because they already purchased purchased a license to use the beat. So they they once they purchase it from the site, they actually get the beat sent to their email instantly and a contract. And they can pretty much use it wherever they want to, Spotify or Apple Music, or send it to record labels if they want to. Got it. Um, they can do whatever they want with it after that. Got it. Okay, cool. And so, um, will you make any changes? That's what I was trying to say. Will you make any changes for the artists? If they wanted to, like, you know, say, hey, I like the beat, but I, I want to take this out or add something here, add like a, tri- a trumpet here. So, can you do that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because okay. I still have all of the files, like, the way I built the beat or the files that I that I use to build or make the beat, like if they hit me up and say, uh, I don't like that snare or you know, like you were saying, or you know, could you add this or take this out? Yeah, I could definitely do that. Oh nice. Gotcha, Aaron. All right, cool. Thank you so much. Aaron asked for his cousin. We want to make sure. Okay, um <laughs> so what's the main thing um that you want our versity um versity audience to know about Swerve Beats, you know? What's the one thing like you make sure like if you don't know nothing, you know this. If you don't know nothing, you should know that uh, I'm probably the coolest person y'all will ever meet. To be honest, I'm I'm just goofy. I'm just a down to earth. <laughs> I love talking to people and getting to know other people. Doesn't matter where they're from or you know what they're into. Like that's I don't know. I just like getting to know people and learning about their backgrounds and their perspective on different things. Because it, it doesn't matter where you're from, you're going to have a different perspective on, like, let's say, I don't know, like milk. Somebody could have, you know, different perspective on milk. Doesn't matter what the subject is, somebody somewhere is going to have a different perspective. And I like hearing other perspectives from other people. Got it. <laughs> um, so tell me, what's been the hardest part about this industry for you? Think about it now. Patience. 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 <laughs> you said it full time. Hey, listen. Things <laughs> just not going as fast as I want them to, but it actually is happening. Got it. You got to be putting forth the effort, you know. <clears throat> you got to plant the seeds. And you're planting the seeds, and that's where the patience takes. Because mm-hmm. you're planting those seeds and having the patience for that water to be on them at the right time. You're going to see it, bro. So don't, 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 Make don't. it grow again. Make it grow. Do it again. Make it grow again. <laughs> <laughs> you still be like me, but you get it. So, yeah, don't you worry. Like, trust me. All you got to do is plant the seeds, you know, and you're doing a great job. So what has been the most enjoyable part of it all? Doing it. Just really meeting new people and developing new sounds, hearing what different artists have to bring to the table. Because, I mean, you don't have... No artist is the same. A lot of people do say, like, everybody's starting to sound the same, but it's like, maybe it's because you're just reaching out and listening to the same people. Like, I don't know. But I just meet, mm-hmm. I meet a lot of different uh, di- different, different artists. Gotcha. So what about juicing? Juicing, yes, I actually did, and it was disgusting. So I, <laughs> I, I was trying to, you, you, do y'all have a tropical smoothie or tropical smoothie place where you, where you're at? Well, it depends on what you said in regards to that, because they have so many places that make all kinds of stuff. So it depends on what you want. Ugh, yeah, I guess that's true too. But yeah, I tried to, I've, 
I wouldn't really call it juicing. I was trying to make a smoothie, to be honest, and it didn't turn out. Good. <laughs> like, I used blueberries, strawberries, I think uh, a banana, some milk, and spinach. It was. Oh, yeah, it, first it, of yeah, all, you didn't use any. Not. You didn't use any juice or yogurt. No. Nobody told me that I was supposed to use juice. It was supposed to be a smoothie. It should, you need juice. It I knew I was going to need a liquid, but it ain't milk. I can tell you that now. No, it, ain't it definitely milk. wasn't milk. You needed something. The consistent, yeah, so it's either juice or yogurt. That, that's what the milk should have been. It should have been juice, like apple juice, most likely. Yeah. Um, well, now you know. So next time. I, I know now. I'll never do that again. <laughs> Not again. He's not that. So what's in the latte art? What is that? Is that a drink? Is that what that, what that question's about? The latte? Um, so, um, I don't get it. Just type it there. Um, go back to, um, I'm gonna go to this. I'm gonna go to kickboxing. Uh, I've taken like three classes. I, cause I haven't had time to actually go out and, you know, be able to take the classes like I want to and be consistent. Cause I work on music all the time. So focus on my, my, my business, right? I feel like, yeah. <laughs> So now I've gotten to a point like, okay, I got music down pat. Let me go do some other stuff. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, let me go experience life a little bit because I got music. I got music down. I, it sounds the way I wanted to sound now. So, gotcha. That makes sense. And where where from you are from in in, uh, North, in South Carolina again? South Carolina, ladder, South Carolina. Ladder. That's what I said it wrong. That was my fault. Ladder art. What's ladder art? What is that? What about nah. the art? Like. What's the art like over there in Latta? Sorry. Like, I don't know. You don't really have... I don't know what you're saying. Sorry. Art here. That word, huh? I, don't, I wouldn't say that we... It's, it's not that it's not art here. It's art everywhere, but I don't know. You just have to... You just have to, I guess... You would have to see it to see the art, to be honest. Gotcha. It's mostly country here, but I mean, everyone, everywhere has its its artistic side. Gotcha, gotcha. Of course. Well, you're an artist, so you're gonna see things for what it is. Yeah. Um, so tell me, I'm gonna get into some questions now um, as I move along. To um, I, we have some like, certain questions we always ask. Um, oh, I get it. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> okay, cool. So um. Um, Latter South Carolina and Latter Art, what are the difference between those two places? That's what we're trying to ask, if that makes sense. Latte Art? No, where you live, where you're from. The art here. No, two different... Latte Art, Latte Art. What is Latte Art? Latte Art is basically where... Um... Okay, so they pour the creamer, or they, they go ahead and make the coffee. You have your <laughs> cup of coffee. Got it. I got it, man. You have your cup of coffee. I'm really real slow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. That's what I thought it was. I thought, that's what I thought he was getting at. But, because um, it, when you live and Latte is so close together, I was confusing it. I have a little, I have a list and I have a problem. So don't do that. It was my fault. <laughs> but yeah, Latte, latte art. is like they have, so you have your cup of coffee, and they make these crazy shapes with the creamer when they put the creamer in your coffee. It could look like a leaf. It could look like a tree or, you know, just something really cool. Or they could do like a cool little swirl. 
But I think the leaves is like super cool. Like after okay. the interview, you probably like you'll you'll be you'll probably be amazed at like the things that they do with 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 the creamer, just pouring creamer in the coffee. coffee. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go look it up on YouTube. See, you about to have me sitting for hours looking at. <laughs> so before we move on to the last part of the interview, can you tell me what's next for Spur Beats? Tell us what's going on. What's next for you? What can we look out for? Um, Spur Beats is probably gonna get back into acting. I think I might stop on music for a while. Got it. I have a few projects coming out with a few artists. I'm still not gonna stop. I'm just not gonna do it. I might not just. I might not be as heavy in, you know, I might not, I'm, I'm not going to overdo the music anymore. I almost drove myself crazy from doing music so much. Like all I would do is work and then come home and work on music. I would really treat it like another full-time job. So it was like working 16 hour days, no rest. Out. So, yeah, got so it. it got pretty rough. I almost drove myself a little crazy. <laughs> so I'm gonna take a break from music for a while. I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you for hearing your saying. So yeah. you figured it out. <laughs> so now we have these five, uh, we call them the verse T, verse TV questions that we want to ask you. Um, so the first one is this. If you had all the money and power necessary, what would you do or change that people would be most beneficial for the LGBTQ community? Mm, well, I'm not that familiar with with the needs of the LGBTQ community. Um, I guess first step would be to find out the needs. But like at this point in time, like money and power necessary, that would probably go to most likely people that are less fortunate than me. Um, people that really, really need it. People mm -hmm. that are homeless or whatever. But um, but yeah, first step would be to find out needs of the of the Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, like, I know, like, bullying and especially cyberbullying, things like that have been one of the biggest issues amongst the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can utilize the money to, you know, help, you know, yeah. with that kind of thing. That would Just, actually be a good one. That would be a teamwork. good cause to Yeah, good cause to give to. Teamwork. Boom. Stop the bullying, cyberbullying, all that. Um, right make, now. Make, making people so equal, you know? Like right, now. right now. Right yeah. <laughs> now. Question number two is this. It starts with a quote. It says, ask not where I live or what I like to eat or, or how I comb my hair, but ask me what I am living for. In detail, ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully fully for the thing I want to live for. And it says Thomas Morton. So the actual question is this. What is your goal in life? My goal is to be someone my siblings could look up to and say, like, okay, I want to be like my big brother. You know, never been to jail, never, I wouldn't say I've, I haven't done any wrongdoing, but it's just, you know, wanting them to want more for themselves or not even just my siblings, like just anybody, like wanting them to want more for themselves. Mm -hmm. How many siblings do you have? Four. Four. And you're the oldest, you said? Yes. Good. I'm the, the oldest. The youngest of... is seven. <laughs> got it. Oh, yeah. So you got, yeah. The youngest on my side is 16, so I would actually be, but <laughs> um, but I'm the oldest of six, so I totally understand. Good, um, yeah, exactly. And so, um, so now we know what your goal is in life. What is your, what is slowing you down from achieving this goal? A lot of times, probably, 
probably the same thing that's going on with like everyone. Like we, a lot of the times we get in our own way. Or like poor planning, basically. Well, my man is poor planning. Oh yeah, gotcha. And so number three, it says, this is our deepest tea question. So it says, what is your deepest tea? Meaning that's something you never shared on social media before, but something that you're willing to share with us, of course. We don't want to, you know, cause no friction. But, you know, what's your deepest tea? Because mm-hmm. that's what I meant to ask you guys, because I didn't want to, like, say something, like, crazy. Did it be, like, you know, too off the wall, too far left? <laughs> so, I don't <laughs> think it could really be too far off. It's just really, there's no right or wrong answer here. Your deepest sea is whatever you want to share. This thing, something that we don't know about you, but something like you know, I can't go to your social media. And be like, oh, you love apples, or you know, you got. I mean, such with apples, you got a room shaped out of apple. You got everything, mm-hmm. you know, like that, like that's, you know, something like it doesn't matter. It could be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Whatever that's what we always just say. Whatever you're willing to share, it's your deepest sea. Whatever you want, but you know, whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah. That's the thing. Nothing makes me uncomfortable. So, so I would give us your deepest sea. I would just say like. <laughs> Something like stupid wild, like. Go ahead, we're listening. Um, what would it be? Mm. As wild as you want to. There's no, there's no restrictions. Walks on the beach. That's some normal stuff, though. Like everybody says that. But deepest tea is like, I don't know how to say this. Like when I say deepest tea, it's you know, like we all have like private lives and you know things that people don't know about. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like it could be because you could be a dad and no one knows that. You know what I'm saying? No, or not a dad. No, no, I'm not saying you are. I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's the deepest tea is just something nobody knows about you. Like, it doesn't have to be, you know, like, you know, like, your relationship situations or anything. It's just whatever, like, you know. I'm not in a relationship. I, to be honest, I don't even think I'm going to be married. Yeah, That's probably some deep tea right there. I don't think I'm going to be married. Like, <laughs> you're, 30, you're 30 years old and you don't think I'm going to be married? Years old. I don't think I'm going to be married. Because I don't, it's not that I don't get along with women. It's like. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to say I'm. I'm hard to get along with, but it's like, and it's not my way or the highway type of deal. But yeah, I don't. That's probably my deepest sea. I don't. You don't I think don't you're But I am a pleaser. Like I. I like pleasing women. I don't know. I'm not a player, but gotcha. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. You know, some kind of love may the real love may come across your life and change it, and you might end up three, four years from now, you might change your mind. Who knows? Yeah, okay, I, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Number four. So, what are you? What are some stumbling blocks that you've had that that you've had on your past, and how did you overcome them? Really being in my own way and listening to to others. Uh, another stumbling stumbling block: listening to the wrong people, uh, mm. people that don't know what they're talking about, and you know, taking their advice and finding out like mm, that person really didn't have experience with this or they push their negative experience onto me and then you know you just come in to to whatever you're going into and having that be the first thing you think about like that person said it was like this just really going to experience things for yourself basically that's a gem boom that's a gem y'all hope y'all heard that and uh, the last question before we wrap up is this what are some things that you would like to be left in a legacy time capsule of your legacy of your work I don't want to be the next anybody. I just want to be me. Like, you know how they compare people to, you know, like, let's say I am a producer. They try to say, oh, Ryan was the, or Swerve was the next 
Manny Fresh or the New Age Manny Fresh. Like, no, it's Swerve with Swerve. Like, I just want to be known for like a unique who sound. I, I want to be known yeah. for my sound or who I was. So, what mm-hmm. I'm putting there is me. When you walk, I'm like, oh yeah, you know that's Swerve. You know, yeah. you know, got you. <laughs> well, this has been an amazing interview. I want to say first and foremost, thank you so much for again taking time to do this and you know opening up with us and you know giving us this amazing interview. Um, and on the way out, you know, first of all, tell people where they can find you just so they know. Uh, Swerve Beats. You can find me on Instagram, basically all social media, anywhere. Uh, at Swerve Beats, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Swerve Beats. Swerve Beats, y'all. Oh, yeah, just like that. And, um, can you, on the, on the way out, can you drop some, you know, knowledge from Jim? Let people know, you know, leave them with something positive, something motivating, something that they can, you know, leave them on the, that they can be thinking about on the way out as the end of this interview. Um, I got two for you. Um, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something. You, whatever you, whatever you had, whatever you, wherever you go in your mind, you can go in reality. Like you create your own reality. And making music is only ten percent of this business. Marketing is ninety percent. So yeah, you got a track, but what do you do with it after that? How do you market it? Or you know, marketing is the other ninety percent. That's why you better go to his Instagram and go to his and then check him out and find him out because he got the information for you. He's he develops artists and manages artists. So if you guys are out there and you don't have an answer to these questions, you need to hit him up. You need to get in contact with him and make it happen. Um, so uh, thank you so much for beats in the building, y'all. Your boy Shorty's music here with all the tea with Verse TV. Thank you. Swerve. Swerve on the